0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight?
1: I am doing great. I am so excited about this new episode that you're going to talk about
0: well, you and I have had many discussions about how we can really tie the audience into feeling like they are a part of the magic. And tonight it begins a sequence of episodes that we hope to have that we're calling the Cast Chronicles. And in essence, the Cast Chronicles is we grab a former, present, or and maybe in some cases repeat cast member by some Disney property... And we talked to them about their experience, how they got to where they got and what they do and, and how they help make the magic for other people. And so tonight, I'm very excited to introduce our guest, uh, William Sandler. William is a a cast member at the Disneyland Resort, where he's currently an entertainment stage manager with Disneyland Park Entertainment. He mainly supports the fireworks cast members, but he serves as the production stage manager for the flag retreat ceremony. He performs the role of entertainment duty manager and is an active member of the Disney Volunteers Program. William, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm very excited to welcome you to Let's Talk Diz tonight.
2: Well, hello, Jeff and Sandy. Thank you so much for having me today. It's my absolute pleasure to join you. Uh, I will make a quick note that although I am a Disneyland Resort cast member, during our conversation today, I am only speaking for myself and not on behalf of the Walt Disney Company.
1: I can't wait to get started. I have such a passion for all of the cast. You make magic every day, and we are thrilled that you're going to share a little bit of that insight with our listeners happy to
2: do
0: so. So I guess like any good introduction, why don't you give us a little bit of background on who you are, how you ended up at Disney and in this really incredible role that you play there?
2: Well, yes. Um, actually, as it turns out, um, long story long, if I can, <laughs> um, it actually started back when I was ten years old. I started in community theater and loved performing, and definitely caught that performing bug. And slowly realized that my peers were way more talented than I was on stage. So I uh, transitioned backstage and was a tech and. Eventually, the um, producer of the children's theater company I was a part of said, you know, you're really organized backstage. Would you like to be a stage manager? Actually, that's not true, Jeff. She said, you're going to be our stage manager now. (laughs) And I had no clue what that was. So I quickly learned that the stage manager is a central hub of communication in the theater making sure that um, all the different theatrical disciplines, the the creative folks are talking with each other successfully, and then running the show um, fully and safely for the cast. So I had a lot of fun doing that. And while I was in college and then afterwards, I first started in the theme park industry at Six Flags Magic Mountain, which in California is about 70 miles northeast of the Disneyland Resort. So after spending many years at Six Flags Magic Mountain, and after I was done with college, I was very lucky to get a uh, assistant stage manager role at the Disneyland Resort. And so now I've been with the Disneyland Resort for a full decade now, and it's been just an incredible journey. And one thing truly has led to another all the way back from the start in theater.
0: Well, as, as the son of a longtime stage manager, I am very, very acquainted with the upside and downside that comes with the stress for that role. Uh, it is 100% a role that gets overlooked by many that don't get to see the hard work that people like yourself put in to make sure that everybody else can do their job. So I tip my cap to you cause I, I've, I've seen it very, very closely. Kudos to you. It's not an easy role.
2: Yeah, and my, and my parents, actually, having been involved in that same community theater group, um, they're very familiar with the work that a, a, a stage manager gets to do. So I'm lucky compared to a lot of my co-workers who, whose parents just, that's very nice. I'm sure it's really it's really fun. My parents also know all the craziness associated with production stage management. And it's just, it's such a fun role. I mean, we're behind the scenes for a reason. But the focus that it takes during a show is just so much fun, and it's so rewarding to bring all those elements together for for the guests and uh, folks who watch the shows. So
0: one of the things that obviously draws all of us as Disney fans to the actual universe that is the Disney universe, whether you're looking at the screen or whether you're walking around a park or whether you're watching... An actual production within one of the parks, the central part of it is story, right? And so I think it's important to really understand how the story comes to life by understanding the story of the people that help create the story that we're watching. So what I'd like to do, if it's okay with you, is I've got a couple of rapid fire questions that I don't need you to spend too much time thinking about. But if you did want to elaborate a little bit, you can, you can give a one word answer if that's easier for you. Um, but I've got a series of rapid fire questions that I'd like to fire out at you. If that's okay by you,
2: let's do it.
0: All right. No pressure at all. You know, there are, there are right and wrong answers here, William, is what I'm saying. I'm just <laughs> All right. So first one, uh, your favorite Disney park?
2: Tokyo Disney Sea.
0: Your favorite Disney song?
2: I Can Go the Distance. Oh, that's a good one.
0: Um, your favorite Disney movie?
2: Big Hero 6.
0: Like totally underrated. No, anybody that was listening to the show was not expecting that. They were expecting something probably old school. So I, I appreciate the nod to, to the new school.
2: Between the really cool San Francisco style? And just that sense of um, a ragtag team coming together with some really cool technology. Uh, It's just such a it's just such a great movie.
0: And it's beautiful, too. It's really, really well put together. All right. If you've listened to the show, which I know you have and anybody listening here, you know that we we can't get through, you know, 10 minutes of a show without talking about food. (laughs) So your favorite Disneyland snack.
2: Definitely the cheddar garlic bagel twist from Marisa's Treats. How's that for specific? That, that's pretty specific.
0: Although you do know that you're you're speaking to two people that are from New Jersey and New York, New Jersey area. Bagels are, are a little bit sacred here. So, you know, having not, oh, absolutely. Having absolutely. not had it, I, I can't speak to it, but, I, you know, a lot to live up to. Okay. Your favorite Disney character? Stitch. Stitch. 626. Love it.
2: And the reason behind that is because Stitch, just like you said, is Experiment six to six. My birthday is June 26th, so I consider myself a Stitch baby.
0: You had no choice, really, is what That's it was. Right. <laughs> all right. Your favorite Disney park
2: show. So there's a multi-way tie, because I actually get asked, asked that all the time by our guests. So multi-way tie between hoop dee Musical Review, Finding Nemo the Musical, Illuminations... And then here's the oddball one Festival of Mystique, one of the shows from Tokyo Disney Sea from Halloween time, I believe in 2018 and 2019.
1: William, are you sure you're a Disneyland cast member? <laughs> I didn't hear a <laughs> Disneyland show in that list.
2: You know, I mean, there are- So, Sandy, here you go. The classic Fantasmic, um, the one that opened in 1992. Um, I mean, it's just a remarkable show, but I would definitely give a nod to Fantasmic with just the wonder. And specifically in theater, there's a whole bunch of – I'm going to get into theater geek mode. Is that okay?
0: Sure, yeah. Go ahead.
2: So in the theater, there's a whole bunch of different types of theaters or stages. The normal one is a proscenium theater that looks basically like you're looking into a picture frame. Then there's a thrust stage where it kind of comes out into the audience, the stage, what you'd see at a rock concert. Uh, There's also like arena stages like um, Fantasmic at Walt Disney World. But then there's something called a found space where it's not designed to be a theatrical space or venue, but all of a sudden a show appears And that is what Fantasmic in Disneyland Park truly is. It's a found space. Tom Sawyer Island during the day has guests walking around and exploring. And then all of a sudden at night, out of nowhere, these light towers come out of the stage and it just transforms and comes to life. That's a found space.
1: That's my exact description. So I love it.
2: I will, as we did say, there are right answers. So Sandy's giving you credit
0: for that being the right answer. Uh, I will yeehaw. give I, I will give you. I'm I'm so happy you said yeehaw. You should have said Yahoo. But I will also give you credit for <laughs> the dee doo review because it is absolutely my experience that if I don't hit the dee doo review within the first day or 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 two of being in Walt Disney World my trip takes on a very different feeling. I just feel, it feels like I'm being welcomed into Walt Disney World when I go and see that show. It's just, it just never gets old for me, you know, although, although I, I will be, I will be honest. And as a theater guy, I, I miss the,
2: the original, the original song. I do. Totally understand. In fact, that it's still going, there's so much charm. I was sitting there eating one of the most incredible Disney meals I've ever had. And, the song, Oh, they come from all over when they come. Yeah. I was blown away by the cast, knowing exactly like who's memorized which states and which states uh, <laughs> have which response lines and how to cue the lighting guy in the back. It's just, I mean, it's hard to turn off your theater brain. But for me too, like it's amazing to be able to travel to our different parks and resorts around the world and still be blown away just like our guests are. So that same sort of... Um, description that Sandy gave for Fantasmic or that excitement, I get to experience that too whenever I get to travel.
0: So you're here from dear old mass and you're sitting on your chair. That's my favorite one. Um, All right. So you had mentioned Fantasmic, but maybe this isn't the direction you want to take this question, but what do you think is the best Disneyland fireworks show of all time?
2: Oh, I I have a very specific answer for that. And it's an easy one. Remember dreams come true which debuted on May 5th, 2005 for the happiest com- homecoming on earth for the Disneyland Resort's 50th um, celebration. There's there's something about hearing Julie Andrews' voice mm. right before or right, right at the beginning of a fireworks show that just puts you at ease and just this sense of, Ah, oh, this is going to be a beautiful show. And of course, Julie Andrews is one of the Disney legends and she is timeless. She's a treasure. And then the show itself that she kicks off and gives that introduction for, it's a show that celebrates Disneyland itself. There's something truly magical. Forgive me for going there. It's truly magical for me. Um, to get to hear that music and get to celebrate Disneyland, especially as a stage manager, someone who gets to stage manage that show or on a somewhat regular basis, I get to experience it along with the guests, and it's just timeless. And if it was up to me, I would bring it back for the hundredth hundredth uh, anniversary again, um, just because we will have had it gone for a little bit, maybe, and then to just to to bring that back, it's just. Such a timeless show. So that's definitely, for me, the number one show.
0: Okay, just a couple more for me. Uh, In your opinion,
2: the greatest holiday overlay? Haunted Mansion Holiday at Disneyland Park. Actually, that's not true, Jeff. (laughs) Uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday at Tokyo Disneyland, because it's even cooler.
0: William, we did think that we should turn it over to our Disney expert to ask you some questions that are specific to Disneyland. So, Sandy, you've got a couple of questions here that I know you, you want to go through. I doubt I'll have anything to jump in for, but the floor is yours, Sandy. Let, let, let's drive this thing through Disneyland.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm excited to everything I've heard so far and some previous conversations William and I have had. And I think to go right off of one of the things you said, I love how diverse your role is. When you talked about Fantasmic being a stage that pops out of nowhere. One of the things that you said you work on that to me is also a stage that pops out of nowhere and doesn't fit the traditional Disney show. It's not about pyrotechnics and costuming and glitz and magic. It's about respect and seriousness and being thankful. I understand that you have the distinct honor of working on the flag retreat ceremony. Can you tell us a little bit about how precious that time of day is?
2: Absolutely, Sandy. Um, First, both of my grandfathers served in the U.S. Armed Forces. And so that was something that I always grew up with. And uh, early on, I was in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, and I I was very uh, well versed in um, the flag code and how to honor our country. And several years ago, when I started supporting the Disneyland Band, I also started serving as a production stage manager of the flag retreat ceremony since the Disneyland band is one of the larger components that, um, are active in the actual ceremony on a daily basis alongside the Dapper Dans and our Disneyland security honor detail. And of course, our, our wonderful guests, um, those who are just there to, to honor our country or show respect to the flag and the nation or, um, the brave service people who are either, again, veterans or actively serving, who get to participate themselves in the daily flag retreat ceremony. The area where the flagpole is, right at the front of the park, is Town Square. And it truly is like the entire town is stepping out of their shops on this idealized main street and taking a moment to watch as the flag is lowered and listen to the songs that are so meaningful and important to our country. And so there's just such beauty in honoring um, the service people around the, con- the around the world who are helping protect us on a daily basis, but then also honoring those who were there with us around the flagpole. We invite each branch uh, of the military to step forward to the flagpole. And so they're honored. And it's just so beautiful.
1: And I think that's where you see Disney magic that we always talk about. Again, one of those rare instances where you could... Here, a pin drop in the middle of a crowded theme park, and it's a ceremony. less usually, I'm going to guess four to six minutes. We actually have it on our YouTube channel. We'll put a link in the show notes. I have it from Walt Disney World's flag retreat ceremony, but it is a wonderful moving thing. And again, a unique stage to manage. In general, when I think about your role, your stage management is different you think of stage management as theater and people. And obviously you're working with a lot of people, but you're also working with all those inanimate objects. You're working with pyrotechnics and extra things. So tell me a little bit about when we see a fireworks show over the castle, how big a team are you working with? And how does that whole process come into play all the time?
2: So in addition to fireworks themselves that our guests see, what they don't notice are the pyrotechnicians themselves who've loaded those pyrotechnic devices. Most of the, Mostly we call them shells, fireworks shells. We also have a whole team of technicians. Everything from folks who are specialized in video, those are projections, lighting, lasers, uh, isopar, that's what our flame effects, and even our sound. So all of those elements are linked together in a fireworks show. And so it's a remarkable team with such deep knowledge of their craft that are all working together to put on that show. So as it relates to developing a new show, mostly it starts with our creative entertainment team. The resort executives or our resort leadership will say, you know, we have a special event coming up in in a couple of quarters. So we have Mickey's 90th birthday that we're going to celebrate as an example. We would love a fireworks show that's centric to Mickey Mouse. So let's develop something around that. So our creative team will start coming up with a couple different concepts and they'll start fleshing out those ideas until we have a full show going. And so if you see something like Mickey's Mixed Magic, that kicked off for Mickey and Minnie's 90th birthday a few years back. And for that show, the show opens with Mix Master Mickey and the show ends with Minnie Mouse. And so guests are invited to dance along as Mickey is spinning the tunes. And there's very specific spots in the park where you can actually see projections of Mickey spinning those tunes on the buildings. So like Main Street, USA, in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle, over at the Rivers of America, and even over on the- It's a Small World. And so you can go to one of those zones And you can look around and see all those amazing projections, but then also get a great view of the fireworks, the lighting, the lasers, yes, even snow. And so it's just remarkable that all those elements are first thought up together by the many different talented folks in the creative entertainment team. So they start on the drawing board and then they start conceptualizing. And then eventually it turns into what our guests get to see in the park.
1: That's a absolutely incredible. And it sounds like we know how much goes into it, but after they get that process done and we're one of those people, you know, I'm going to be there that opening day. I want to see everything new. How much time do you guys get? Do you get typically three nights to practice the show or do you practice it three times in a row one night? What's the process for you to actually learn to pull off that new show?
2: So great question. Uh, There's two different answers I'm going to give. The first is that from the fireworks side of the show, we might not ever get a rehearsal. Although we might not get any practice with the fireworks themselves, uh, we do get to rehearse all the time with the other technical components of the shows. So audio and lighting and projection and special effects, that we can definitely rehearse or practice as much as we'd like. Uh, before a show opens.
1: Wow, that must be nerve-wracking, not getting all that practice in. True, true professionals. Well,
2: luckily for fireworks, again, all the pre-visualization is pretty set. Any firework shell that we use in a new show, as long as we know where we're placing it backstage in its mortar, that's a long tube that we put the actual shell in, as long as we know the height that the firework will, will detonate at, And as long as we know what color it is or what style of firework is, we won't actually need that rehearsal.
1: We know that at Walt Disney World we've got four theme parks. We only do nighttime shows with pyrotechnics in three of them. We don't want to scare any of our animals in Animal Kingdom. But somehow, with just two parks in California, I have been there on nights where there are three or four different shows involving pyrotechnics. As you said, you've got Phantasmic in Disneyland. And I know we all want to call it Magic Kingdom because it has the castle, but it's Disneyland. And you've got fireworks over the castle. And when we're real lucky, we've got World of Color or something going on in California Adventure. Does that mean that you've got multiple teams doing pyrotechnics every night? Or are you guys powering through show after show to pull off an incredible feat for all the guests?
2: So our typical night will have Two showings of Fantasmic and uh, what we call an aerial show, as in uh, airborne or in the air. So it's a different spelling of aerial than our beloved princess. And so we will have two separate crews. One fireworks crew will be over at Fantasmic, bringing that show to life. And one, one team will be specific to our aerial show. For World of Color, we do have the flame effects, but those are able to be produced and uh, managed by our technical services team. So our stage technicians, they're wonderful with that. So we don't actually need to go over to World of Color to support those shows unless it's Lunar New Year or unless it's our countdown to the New Year. So our New Year's Eve show will have fireworks or Fourth of July. So there are four times a year at least that we do get to go over and have a third crew on any given night for fireworks over at the World of Color Lagoon. And those are the nights we live for. We love having fireworks in as many different shows as we can. And so that's, that's what a typical night would look like. And we sometimes even have daytime fireworks. We'll sometimes support very special flag retreat ceremonies. So that would be on 4th of July. Memorial Day and Veterans Day. So we love having fireworks wherever we can.
1: You know, as a Disney fan, we always talk about the lesson that Walt learned is that he doesn't have the luxury of space there. And we definitely have that luxury of space in Florida. But even with your size, you guys pack as much punch and as much magic as any place in the world does. So I'm going to ask just one more question of you. Tell us one thing that you think is either really unique or challenging or that people wouldn't think about that next time that they're there and they're looking up into the sky and they're seeing seeing those fireworks, they're going to say, wow, I get what he was talking about now.
2: The one thing that I would love guests to really know and uh, be uh, be understanding of with us is that we're on the same page as far as wanting to do a show every night. We want to do a fireworks show if one is scheduled and because of the space constraint we have compared to Florida with, with wide open space and um, space to be able to launch those amazing fireworks. We are right in the middle of a city and we have city streets all around us and we have neighbors who live right across the street from us in many of the directions. So we are incredible partners with the city of anaheim and we we really are and we want to make sure we are nothing but safe if anything else we want to make sure that we are safe and great neighbors and so unlike walt disney world that has the luxury of a little bit of wind or a breeze and still being able to do a show because we're surrounded in all directions by city streets we have to be very careful when it comes to wind speed and direction and it's really interesting sandy we talked earlier about my grandfather my both grandfathers one of them helped look at the sky and really like for meteorology tell planes whether or not they were able to take off safely and so now one of my roles as a fireworks manager is to look up at the sky with our disney fire department and our pyrotechnics team and look at the weather balloons that we send up each night before the firework shows and determine wind speed and direction to see if it's safe to do a show. So those are two very different things from what my grandfather did with weather and what I'm doing with weather, but it's the same sort of care that we take. And so if the wind speed and direction is above the thresholds of what is safe for us to be able to present a show on any given night, we unfortunately won't be able to present the show. But what I would love everyone to think about is we truly want to do every show. It is more work for us on the back end to to cancel a show. We we are We are rooting for a show just as much as our guests are.
1: I just love and respect everything you're doing. It amazes me. And along with that love, I'm going to turn it back over to Jeff, and he's going to talk about a little extra special thing you do as part of your time with Disney give us a
0: little bit of an understanding how important that volunteers program is to the company to you personally for anyone that doesn't know what it is quickly just kind of go through a little bit of what that means to you why you do it and and how
2: in you know how formative it is within the culture of cast members we talked about my primary roles of being an entertainment manager and a production stage manager, and then I do have additional responsibilities of getting to be a fireworks stage manager specifically, or even doing special events around the park, but then there's this kind of third section that I call my extracurriculars, and so um, one of those aspects is getting to take, play, take part in the Disney Volunteers Program, and having such a passion for scavenger hunts and trivia and just different sorts of events like geoca- and just geocaching, a whole bunch of those kind of self-led or just knowledge-based activities. Like that's just that's my that's my jam. Those are the kind of things that I absolutely love. And so early on I started participating in an after hours scavenger hunt at the Disneyland Resort for cast members called Minnie's Moonlit Madness. Team members are linked together and they get to walk around one of our closed theme parks for the night, whether it's Disneyland or Disney California Adventure. And cast members are solving clues and riddles and finding different hidden, like the, the minutiae in the park when it comes to theming. So I participated several times in that, and out of 400 teams, the highest my team ever placed was eighth eighth place, which is really good. If you can crack the top 10, that's that's a badge of honor for participating in Mini's Moonlit Madness. Now I'm part of this 20 member clue crew for Mini's Moonlit Madness, and we're all volunteering our time. We each, um, in general, volunteer about 300 hours per year to put on the event, and we learn so much from each other.
1: So those of you who are looking it up, the volunteers program is not your regular spelling. It's V-O-L-U-N-T-E-A-R-S, ears, like your get your ears on. Hey, hey, hey. And yes, you're stuck with my singing again tonight. There's usually a charity component behind the Disney volunteers. It's their outreach into the community. So while this sounds like an amazing cast experience and a bonding time, does it have that charitable component as well?
2: It sure does. There is a registration cost for each of the teams of cast members that participate, and much of that registration uh, cost goes right to a charity or a nonprofit in the local Anaheim area. And each year, we have the honor of selecting a different nonprofit to to donate
1: to. That's what I love. The cast members not only give their time. But they're giving their heart. That's why Disney is not a job. It's not a simple role. You all give so much of yourselves in the park and out of the park every day. I love that.
0: It makes fans like me, and I'll I'll very much personalize it, fill with warmth to know that the people that are creating the experiences for me and my family and my children still carry that magic with them and understand the responsibility that they have. create those experiences. So as we close tonight, I I just, if there's, if there's any questions anybody has, or if they're looking to reach out to you, how can someone get in touch with you?
2: Oh, sure. Thank you, Jeff. Well, I do have a Facebook page for everything trivia that I I love to share. So you could visit facebook.com forward slash at home trivia pages, and you can get in touch with me there. So um, whether it's visiting, uh, again, my page at facebook.com forward slash at home trivia pages, or if you do see me in, in the park, because I do get to spend time in the park uh, greeting our guests sometimes as our entertainment duty manager on a daily basis, please come up and say hi. If you see uh, someone with a William name tag who's carrying a uh, picker, uh, who's walking around in, in in their own clothes, like, please come up and say hi. I would love to say hi.
0: Well, again... Thank you very much for taking the time tonight. I know that time is is very valuable. I do appreciate you carving out some time tonight to give our listeners a glimpse as to what it's like to create the magic.
1: You added magic to my day. I love talking to you, hearing about your role, hearing your passion for it. So thank you for this experience for us and our listeners and for the magic you deliver every day in the parks. I can't wait to head out to California and get the chance to meet you. Oh, thank you so much. It was my
2: absolute pleasure
1: joining you and I'll see you in the
2: parks.
0: Now, Sandy, I know that you have some interesting travel coming up. So talk to us about what we're in store for next week.
1: We are going to talk about taste of Festival of the Arts. It is opening on January 8th. I will be there on the 8th and we'll be breaking it all down on the 13th of everything you want to make sure You get in, including special drawing classes in the American Pavilion.
0: We don't want you to forget about the ultimate fan vacation that we're planning by joining us at Disneyland and Imagineering as our show embarks on the Southern California Backstage Magic Adventures by Disney Tour. This trip occurs February 20th to the 25th, 2022, President's Day weekend. Remember, we have a guaranteed rate by booking with our group. So if you or a family member were ever interested in learning on how the magic is made, consider traveling with us in this adventure. Reach out to the folks at Easy Diz at com. Sandy, thank you. You make the magic happen for me each and every week. And without you, this show does not happen. So I hope you have a great week.
1: Thanks, you too. I hope everyone has some magical days ahead.
0: And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any of our shows, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning.
1: Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.